sounds good. Hop on. He's as the human goes over to pull the anchor up. Um, the tiefling man puts his hand on the human's forearm and shakes his head, and he says, "I have to let you know. I can't let you join us on this journey without uh, disclosing to you that we are." Actively fleeing from someone. Who are you fleeing from? The Knights of Samuelar. Do I know who they are? You can make a history check if you like. Ah, uh, not good at history. See how this goes. Five. <laughs> Super not good at history. Does not sound particularly uh, familiar to you. Right. Okay. So then I'll ask them, who are they? They are a group of paladins who worship the god Tyr, who is the god of justice. They, for some reason, they're normally based out of Waterdeep, but for some reason... They have been traveling the Sword Coast and accosting and in some cases incarcerating my people. Hmm. I'm, my, our home was, um, our home village was approached by uh, several of them. Uh, they stated that they were there to conduct an inquisition some of the other tieflings in our village, as well as the humans, stayed, but I don't, the, the, there was something about these men that um, did not sit well with me. And with my wife being with child, I was not about to risk staying there and witnessing what they had in mind. How far off are they? from you our village is about a day and a half uh, upstream from here how do you know that they're after you around lunchtime yesterday we saw their banner on the road past the river uh, headed in our direction. I'm not certain that they are in pursuit, but I'm not certain that they're not. I understand. Where are you going? I've heard rumors of a safe haven north of Waterdeep, a place where they will guide our people to safety. I'm Hoping to make my way there. I apologize for lying and saying we were going to Golden Fields. I understand. Persecution on your people is definitely uh, enough to build trust issues, so. I suppose you would know something about that. A little. So if, you, right. are, if you are still willing to travel with us, I will have uh, Onrik lift the um, anchor and... I'll be taking a look at those shoes. Onward, Onrik. He pulls the anchor and starts uh, starts paddling. He says, I am Thelius, by the way. 
<laughs> nice to meet you. My name is Roja. Uh, this is my wife, Lucinde. She nods and waves sheepishly but doesn't speak. Does she need anything, being with child and in travel? Uh, he says to her in Infernal, um, he speaks to her for a moment. She replies sheepishly in Infernal. He says, no, she's, she claims she is well and, and needs nothing at the moment. Okay. Uh, depending on the next time we see these people, we may have to adjust how the travel is going, whether we're gaining or losing ground with them. Um, but we will definitely take into account her being with child. Thank you. Um, he says something else to her infernal and she reaches into the bags and hands them a, a, like a, looks like a, a toolbox effectively that's um, made out of wood that's got various infernal script lettering written on it. And uh, he takes it and opens it up and holds his hand out to take your shoe. So I take off my shoes. <laughs> he, uh, he starts, as he opens the toolbox fully, you see it's a set of cobbler's tools. And he starts working on your shoes. He says, you'll have to forgive my uh, wife. She's not conversant in common. No problem. Does she speak anything else? Just infernal. She was, she's learning a bit of common, um, but it's taking some time. She was raised, um, her family were devout followers of Asmodeus, and she was raised in relative isolation. Hmm. Uh, do you speak any other languages? Uh, I dabble a bit in uh, Elvish and uh, Dwarven, but only enough to order a drink or conduct a business arrangement. Sure. Well, I, I speak several, so if uh, the journey lasts long enough, I have no problem showing some things that have worked for me. Oh, yes, if you could aid with her instruction. She's receptive and willing to learn. Common's a clumsy tongue. Yes, compared to some. You guys uh, continue rowing uh, for the remainder of the evening. Why don't you go ahead and give me uh, just another percentile check like we Ooh, percentile. Thirteen. Excellent. So as the sun is starting to um, just barely make the sky glow to the east, uh, you can tell that Enrique is getting a little tired from rowing. Uh, your shoes have been worked on and completed and in fact if you want to make a note okay one second sorry I'm bringing up the specifics on this um, 
Sorry, I'm trying to find a specific rule that I thought I knew where it was and I looked in the wrong spot. Uh, one second, there we go. All right, so now, um, basically for the remainder of this side quest, uh, you'll be able to travel uh, up to 10 hours a day without having to worry about getting tired as opposed to the normal eight. Oh, nice. Because your shoes are super duper comfortable. Super duper comfortable. I like that. Thank you, kind sir. Yeah, yeah he does a very good job um, touching up your shoes. Um, and, but he, as he's, as you guys are uh, growing along and the, and the sun is, is rising um, off in the distance, you see silhouetted up ahead, um, sort of riding toward the riverbank. You've come pretty much south of the hills completely now, mm -hmm. in a, like a, a open valley plain, mm -hmm. um, roughly about in this bend where I've moved the square to. Okay. Um, you can see silhouetted riding over from the east. Um, looks like four outlines, people on horseback. Hmm. Headed straight at us or along the river? They seem to be headed straight at you. Um, you can certainly tell that one of them is riding ahead and three behind. Um, go ahead and make a, we'll say, Insight check. Insight check. Nine. You're not quite sure what their intent is. They're a little hard to read and they're backlit. Mm -hmm. But you do recognize the formation that they're riding in as being one that's typically used um, by roadside bandits for a hijacking. Oh, good. And since I'm jumpy, we're definitely going to uh, change the transportation. Okay. So, I'm going to tell the human guy to take a break and try to speed up moving down the river and okay. tell the tiefling if he has a weapon, he should probably grab it. He says, you think that that's trouble? I think that they're moving too fast for us, for us to not know what they're doing. Okay. He, uh whisper something in Infernal, and you see uh, just a little tuft of flame appear in his hand. Hey, you keep an eye out on them. I'll try to get us going faster. Okay. Are you proficient with vehicles, with water vehicles? Ooh, that's a great question. How do I find that out? It'd be under proficiencies and languages. Oh, that is a negative, Ghost Rider. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can still make a strength check it's just your straight strength uh to see if you can increase your speed so i what what is that so just d20 plus your strength modifier oh d20 plus strength got it ah 10 i'm living out for these people <laughs> you start rowing and it's not a matter of like the application of the strength uh, but you realize as you're as you're pushing through, um, you're kicking up a lot more water than 
Enrique was. Mm-hmm. So it's you're just you're hitting the, the water good and hard. You're just not moving the oar in the appropriate fashion to actually mm-hmm. push the boat forward faster. Oh, um, nice. Good. In fact, you guys are losing a little bit of speed. Uh. Um, the bandits get to about sixty feet from the uh, from the shoreline, and the one in front shouts, "Hold!" We want no trouble, and we'll happily allow you to pass for a small toll. So I asked the human in the boat if he has any weapons. He uh, reaches into one of the bags and pulls out a meat cleaver. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. It's not quite arranged. <laughs> All right. So let's. I'll stop making a fool out of myself. <laughs> Get him back the oars and grab my longbow. Okay, you go for your longbow? Yes. Um, go ahead and roll initiative because they're going to take that as aggression. As they should. Ha, Nat 20 plus oh. three initiative. Damn it. I wish that was like damage. That would have been awesome. Beautiful. All right, so you have the first action. Okay. So my longbow is an eight. So I'll grab one of those. All right. Uh, Do I have to roll a 20 again first? It's a 20 to hit, yep. 20 and, to, okay. So that's an 18. Okay. And who are you firing at? Um, you said there were four? Right. And now that he's called out and seen that you're um, – becoming aggressive mm-hmm. he is staying sort of parallel with the boat but the three bandits that are on horseback behind him mm-hmm. are trying to ride ahead like circle around ahead of you guys probably okay. to you know intercept you at the side of right i'll try to take out the head guy causing the problems okay and you got an 18 to hit yes 18 mm-hmm. okay uh 18 certainly hits go ahead and roll your damage <laughs> okay. Eight. And side question, does the extra attack count for longbows? Uh, yes. So anything that doesn't have the reloading property. So you can draw another arrow and fire. Nice. Okay. So that was not the first one was an eight. And this will be a ten. Uh, that was ten for damage on the second one? Yes. So roll to see if you hit with the second one. Oh, right. But My we'll bad. Keep, we'll keep that damage roll, though. That was a nine. Okay. With a plus five to it, or including your plus five? A total nine. All right. <laughs> the second one goes wide. Man, uh, okay. <laughs> hit points of damage to, to him as you hit him in the shoulder with the first arrow. And yeah, so with the extra attack, you're basically shooting like Legolas. You're just, you know. Just, oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, I had a I had a ranger in a campaign that got up to like level 20 and he could shoot like six arrows a turn. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that brings us to the three that are on horseback. Okay. So the three that are on horseback, uh, that are riding up to intercept basically make their way to the uh, shoreline and each of them draws 
a light crossbow and levels the light crossbow in your guys' direction. The, uh, they are then holding their action. They're not going to fire yet. Um, but one will say, hold. Uh, Thelius is going to shoot a firebolt at one of them. And he basically incinerates the um, crossbow out of the person's hand. Oh, good. Good job. As the fire flies forward from his fingers. And he then um, sort of snarls at them. His wife starts growling. And when she does, the wind picks up near the through the horseback, and the ground starts to shake just a little bit. Enrique holds his meat cleaver and looks at it and looks at you and shrugs and throws it at the bandit captain. <laughs> It'll be a disadvantage due to the range. But, right. Unfortunately, it does not hit the captain, um, but it flies pretty close to him. Captain sort of ducks to the side and lets out a chuckle. He says, we could have done this in a much easier fashion. I've seen the easier fashion you prefer. It usually ends like this anyway. As he draws uh, his scimitar and jumps off the horse and starts walking towards you guys. So that brings us back to your action. He's still on the shore though, right? Yes. Okay, so I would like to cast Hunter's Mark on this D-bag. All right, you do so. That's a bonus action, right? Yep, so then it's my first time using it. So I will do the longbow and then the extra attack longbow and then the hunter's mark says roll a d6. Okay. Yeah, so the way the hunter's mark actually, the way it works is as long as the um, hunter's mark is active, uh -huh. you get an extra d6 to damage for every attack that hits. What? That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. There's I was not, not appreciating on, this enough. On the person that, that's marked. Right. So, uh, and you can also move it, I think, as a bonus action, yeah, on a later turn. Okay, cool. So then I'll roll two d20s to attack and then damage, and then I can do the plus six for each of the damages if they hit, right? That's correct. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, 20. Oh, okay. That's a good dice. We're remembering this dice. That will definitely hit it. Ah, uh, that one was another nine. That will not. But that will not. Okay. So, so then, the way that it works... Uh, you also will double the result of the hunter's mark too. So you'll roll your damage plus your hunter's mark damage, mm -hmm. and whatever whatever the dice come up, you double that, and then you add your plus five to the damage. What? So so you roll your d8 for your longbow. Roll the d8. Okay. Your d6 for your hunter's mark. D6 for hunter's mark. Got add, it. Add that together. Ten. Double it. Twenty. And then add your uh, 
plus five to hit bonus. Holy crap, 25. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, you uh, draw and uh, again, you fire two arrows rapidly. The first one goes like into his cheek mm-hmm. and he like spins completely around, which is why the <laughs> second one misses. Uh. Um, and he looks up to face you and you see that you've basically opened his face from where his lip meets at the edge of his mouth all the way back to his ear. And like the jaw is exposed. It's bad. He's gushing blood. Good. Um, And he sort of starts cursing and drops to his knees. And one of the other bandits like breaks formation and rides over uh, toward him. The one who got the crossbow melted out of their hand. And I scream out, who's next? (laughs) Very good. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and uh, make an intimidation check. And you can have advantage on this. Because oh, nice. I love just, intimidation <laughs> checks. <laughs> 19. Okay, let me make some constitution or uh, charisma saves for these guys. <laughs> they don't deserve them. Okay. So... Everyone basically starts to um, obviously look terrified. Uh, Great. (laughs) The wife growls again, and the shadows for about 60 feet around you guys start to grow longer and almost more terrifying. Um you can see them sort of dancing on like the periphery of your hood, the shadows, mm-hmm. assuming that they're being twisted to make you look more frightening. And you can clearly see the way the shadows are accentuating um, Thelius's face, that she is using the shadows to uh, make him look more demonic as well. Nice. Go team. And, um, the bandit captain shouts, retreat. I'll not forget this. Can I fire at him again? You absolutely can. Nice. <laughs> First one is a 17. Do I get the double or is this just like a the reaction action thing? Yeah, you get two. Yeah, you're fighting. Ooh, nice. you're, you're fighting and the second one is a 12. Right. Um, the first one does hit, the second one misses. Uh, as okay. It, turn and start to run, uh, but you can go ahead and roll damage for that first one. We still do have your 17. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, he, uh, he's hurt bad. You hit him in the back and you hear him like cough. You see some blood sort of spatter in the distance and the other bandits ride up and throw him on the back of one of their horses and they, they ride back off. Thelia sits down and starts like breathing heavily. He grabs his wife by the hand and starts speaking uh, infernal to her. I'll wait for him to stop talking to see if they're okay. I'll ask the human if he's all right. He nods and says, I really like that cleaver. Well, we'll see about getting you one when you land then. He nods. Uh, you can see Thelius is like actively um, ex- like you know, 
exuberantly checking on her. And she like pats his hand and she's like calming him down. She's, she doesn't seem to be phased by what's happening. Oh, good. Um, after, after a few moments, he turns back to you and says, thank you, that was rather terrifying. No problem. Glad I could jump on board when I did. That probably wouldn't have been as much fun otherwise. No, we are greatly in your debt. Uh, I think we should row on for another couple of hours before we set up camp with those bandits being around. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. Um, it's nighttime, right? It's like dawn. Oh, dawn? Okay. All right, yep. That's uh, I can switch out even though I'm not of that much skill, but it'll keep us moving if somebody needs to sleep. Henry says, I'll sleep when we get where we're going. It's fine. Okay. Um, you press forward. The next couple of hours of travel are, are fairly uneventful. You manage to make your way to what you determine to be a fairly safe spot on the plains to go ahead and dock. Um, pull the boat out just in case. Leave it uh, sort of up on the shore. Sit up camp not far from the edge of the water. Um, Enrique, like as soon as you guys start setting up camp, uh, grabs, you know, a, a couple of pieces of what look like, like jerky almost, like dried meat mm -hmm. and like a small trap contraption and, and starts walking off away from camp. So she's going to try to catch dinner. Um, yeah. Do you need help? As many hands make light work. Uh, I don't know if they'll need more help setting up camp, though, probably than I will setting a trap. That's fair. I'll check in with them. Happy hunting. He walks off. Um, yeah, you guys get your camp set up. Um, he comes back probably. You know, ten minutes later, and helps finish setting up the camp. Says, "Hopefully, by hopefully by the time we wake, there will be food provided." And they uh, everybody sort of beds down. Obviously, you need less rest than everyone else. Mm -hmm. uh, so you go ahead and start your meditations. Go ahead and give me a. Just a straight-up wisdom check, if you don't mind. Straight-up wisdom check. Nine. <laughs> I'm not okay. that wise right now. You're, you find it uh, very difficult to focus. Mm -hmm. As you're settling into your meditations. You just, you feel troubled. You do feel a sense of relief from uh, having done some good for these people. Um, but you just feel still restless and, and not quite at peace. Um, eventually you are able to settle into a, a, a trance and find that sort of oblivion that is commonly what Drow experience during the rest. About four hours later, you, you rouse. 
uh, everyone in the camp is asleep at this point. And it's early afternoon, so it's bright out, sun's up high in the sky. What would you like to do? I would like to, let's see, I think I have a spell. Cordon of Arrows, is that the one? Or Rope Trick, where you can leave a barrier that people can't come in? Well, with uh, Cordon of Arrows, you, yeah, you set up um, four pieces of ammunition into the ground. And if anybody other than you comes within 30 feet of that area, uh, the ammunition flies up to strike it. Would that attack them, or would that leave it? Leave uh, when, you ca when you cast a spell, you can designate any creatures you choose, and the spell ignores them. Oh, perfect. Okay, so I'll do that, and then I'm going to walk around a bit. Okay. So cast, and then, yeah, I'm going to walk around the immediate area to see what it looks like, if I can tell anyone has been in the area. Maybe grab some more food. 